Good morning and welcome to our sermon for this Sunday. Life with Jesus affects our hearts, words and actions. From Matthew chapter 15 verses 17 to 18 we heard, Jesus said, Don't you see that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and then out of the body? But the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart and these defile them. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to gather together, to be blessed by you, to be encouraged by you, to be taught by you. Lord, may what you say not just affect how we go about life, but affect our hearts and our attitudes to you, other people and our souls. Loving Father, we pray for your Holy Spirit to be with us. Change our hearts so that our hearts reflect you and your love, your grace and your mercy. In Jesus Christ we pray. Jesus said, Don't you see that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach, then out of the body, but the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart, and these defile them. From Matthew chapter 15, verse 17 to 18. A little bit of background that helps us understand what's going on here. Jesus has... Um, he's in the company of his disciples, but he's also in the company of some Pharisees. And the Pharisees are picking picking on the disciples because they didn't wash their hands before eating. Now, this wasn't a hygiene issue. This was an issue of, um, of holiness, uh, an issue of righteousness. And they were concerned that these disciples, they weren't being holy enough. You see, the Pharisees and the scribes, uh, they saw their role in life that, that, to be concerned not just about themselves, but also about others that they followed traditions to the letter of the law. And it was about just doing stuff for the sake of doing stuff in some cases. Now, we've got to be careful here. That Jesus is not about throwing out traditions completely or getting rid of traditions. But what he is saying is that understand what your traditions are about, and but you need to have the heart. Don't just go through the routine. For instance, don't just come to worship and go through the routine and just worry about how we finished in a, a particular bit of time. But have on your heart the heart of God, the heart of wanting to know God and learn from God and the, the heart of wanting to be in the company of other people. Because there's the Pharisees and the scribes, they were going around picking on people who weren't following the traditions and they weren't concerned about how they did that and they weren't concerned about the people's hearts. Now, the second thing that helps us understand what's going on here is what it means by heart. It's not the physical heart that pumps out blood that Jesus is talking about. What he's talking about is the, the thing that's connected to your mind, that's concerned with feelings, that's concerned about with what's going on. And it affects our attitude and affects um, how we see people and affects how we do things. A number of years ago, um, I was working in a situation where I was training people in customer service and you could see the difference between those people who had a heart for wanting to serve customers and those people who just wanted to do it as a job. Those who just wanted to do it as a job would go through the checklist and do things but they wouldn't do it with much care, compassion or even interest in the customer. But those people who had a heart for wanting to serve others, to care for others, would do it with a heart, would go about it and, and they'd go through the checklist but they'd also go and make sure people were satisfied and they'd listen to people and they'd go out of their way for people. 
It was interesting uh, this week that I, this was brought back to my attention. I was watching something about one of the five-star hotels being refurbished and one of the staff members was serving somebody at a five-star hotel and the person needed some Panadol and the hotel didn't have any but it was late at night and the person went to a chemist, uh, uh, the, the staff member went to that chemist and went and bought the Panadol for somebody in the hotel because they were there to serve them and they had a heart for serving. And so when we hear the word heart, don't think about the thing that just pumps blood, but think about what Jesus is talking about is what is the stuff that's deep down inside you that's encouraging you to have an attitude, that's encouraging you to, to respond to situations? Because that's what he's on about. And so now I'd like to take a little bit of time for a heart examination, for you to examine your heart, a little bit like we do when we have confession and we spend time in confession, going, reflecting on our week and reflecting on whether we've sinned or not. And so I have three questions for you to think about as part of a heart examination. The first, are my words and actions reflecting the love, grace, forgiveness and compassion of Jesus? Think about the week you've had. Think about the month you've had. Think about the year. What are your words and actions revealing that's on your heart? Secondly, think about, am I receiving the teaching of Jesus? Am I, when I hear the Bible reading, when I come to worship, am I in a place to receive that teaching of Jesus and allow that teaching of Jesus to affect who I am and what's going on? Or am I simply going through a routine and even resisting the teaching of Jesus, putting an a, a obstacle to receiving And the third question I invite you to think about is a a time for examining your heart. Are are my activities with Jesus genuine? Or am I just going through the routine, the ritual, to show to kind of to show to others that yes, I'm a good Christian, but I really am not taking them on board and allowing God to affect me and to be humble enough and contrite enough to recognise that. I do need Jesus' forgiveness. I do need the Holy Spirit's help to change. And, I, and I'm not, my heart is not always in a good place. You may have heard these sayings. Do whatever is on your heart. Follow your heart. Look into your heart and do whatever makes you happy. Do you think these sayings are healthy and good advice? Now, on the surface, they may appear so, but as a Christian, I think there's more to ask. There's, we need to examine our heart before we can answer those questions, before we can follow those things. Because I can tell you there have been times, if I've done stuff that is on my heart, I could have hurt somebody. I could have hurt myself. I could have affected a whole group of people in a negative way. And yet, when I've allowed God to speak to me, I realise doing what's on my heart at that particular point in time is probably not a good thing. And in fact, I need God's forgiveness because of how I'm feeling and what I'm I'm thinking and what I'm saying. And so 
we're going to explore why these questions, why these statements may not be that healthy for us as we live our lives. But I don't want to exclude them completely from our lives because if we've been affected by Jesus, and we'll get to this, when we're affected by Jesus, Jesus does affect our hearts and he may place things on your hearts which are, are good and healthy. You see, our problem is our heart is always in attention. Part of our heart is not listening to Jesus. It's got, it's got this hardness about it. It's about focusing on self and what we think is right, what we want, what we want God to do for us and nobody else. It's got that hardness about it. Some years ago when I was working with an, a convert from Islam to Christianity, I asked him the question, what's the difference between being a Christian and being a Muslim? And he said, from my perspective, Christianity, Jesus gives us a soft heart. Every other religion he had explored, there was this hard heart. But you don't just need to have other religions. We have this whole secular world. And we saw this last week on a number of instances in the news where government departments or people were making statements that come across as very hard-hearted. Now, for us as Christians, it would be great if we could remove that hard-heartedness completely, wouldn't it? But the truth is, this continues to remain with us throughout our lives. We're going to have some form of hard-heartedness where we're not listening to Jesus, where we think, well, Jesus doesn't. If I follow Jesus in this area, it's not going to be too helpful. But the other side of the thing is that our heart is not fully hard. We do listen to Jesus. Jesus has affected us. His love, his grace, his mercy has had an impact on how we see life, how we see others, how we treat people, how we go about life. And when we listen to Jesus and we're contrite and we're changeable, that means our heart is in a place where it's been listening to Jesus. As part of our heart examination, Listen to what happens when our hearts are not affected by Jesus. Again, from our reading from Matthew chapter 15, Jesus says, But the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart. These defile them, for out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. These are what defile a person, but eating with unwashed hands does not defile them. The Pharisees at this stage were picking on the disciples because they hadn't washed hands. But Jesus says, you're not even thinking about the bigger problems. Some years ago, I read a story about a gentleman who um, was so legalistic in life. Now, the irony was he wrote love stories, romantic novels, and he talked about love, and his writing was beautiful. However, in his own life, there was very little love that anyone saw. He didn't have a relationship with any person. He lived by himself. When he walked down the street, he would have to walk in a particular way, in a particular line. If someone was in the road, he wouldn't budge. He'd expect them to move across. 
when he went into restaurants, there were certain things that had to happen. And he was always responded to people in a very critical way. He had a very, very hard heart with little love. And these Pharisees that had encountered the disciples and encountered Jesus, that is what they were like. They were so worried about the little things that people hadn't got right. They weren't concerned too much about the big stuff that was happening, the problems that occurred. And I've seen this within church life as well. I've seen people get so pedantic about, do we do the ritual right? So occasionally within our churches, and we're very fortunate at St Paul's in Sydney that we have people who are new Christians. They're not quite sure how to receive communion or what to do at different stage, but we just welcome them and we greet them. But I've been in a congregation where someone said, well, they shouldn't receive communion. They don't know what they're doing. And yet their heart was they wanted to have a relationship with Jesus. And Jesus, we know, wants to have a relationship with them. And yet that very same person who was critical also would then go around and slander and gossip people they didn't like. And so I encourage you to think about your own heart. What comes out of your mouth? What are the words and the actions that come out of your life? Remember, they come from your heart. But also, let's listen to what happens when our hearts are affected by Jesus. We go back to the Old Testament and remember that Jesus is um, the Messiah that predicted in the Old Testament. So the Old Testament does speak about Jesus. From Ezekiel chapter 36, verses 26 to 27, it says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I'll put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. When we have a relationship with Jesus, what happens is that we want to listen to him. We want to follow his teachings. We want to do what he says. A number of years ago, I was speaking to a a long-term Christian and he said to me when he first started really taking notice of what Jesus was saying. and Church would become more than just a thing he did and he started listening to the teachings. He gave up alcohol completely. And his comment was, I wasn't a drunk, but alcohol didn't have a good effect on him. He said he made him arrogant and it made him rude and he didn't want that to be the case. Now, Christians can drink alcohol. But what was concerned, this person was concerned about, was when he took alcohol in, it affected and revealed his heart to the world. It revealed who he truly was. He said not only did it, he stop drinking alcohol, he said deep down he started, God started to work on his heart and change his attitude to people and to certain situations. And I'm wondering about you, Because I wonder about myself. Do you see Jesus giving you a new heart? If you recognise that you have got a hard heart in certain areas of life, be aware, by having a relationship with Jesus, spending time with Jesus, Jesus will work on that. 
Also what happens when our heart has been affected by Jesus. Listen to what a young pastor said, Timothy, said to a congregation. God said through Timothy, he said, Flee the evil desires of your youth. Pursue righteousness, faith, love and peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments because you know they produce quarrels and the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome but must be kind to everyone, able to teach and not resentful. I'd encourage you to think about these verses, particularly when we spend time with Jesus, we'll be wanting to pursue righteousness, faith, love and peace. The third thing that happens that when, when we spend time with Jesus and Jesus affects our heart is revealed to us in, into us it's revealed to us from Galatians chapter five, verse twenty two to twenty four. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace and forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self control. Against such there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. In Romans, a number of times, Paul also talks about crucifying the heart. And I'd encourage you to recognise that when you see joy in your life, when you see kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control in your life, recognise that that is because Jesus has affected your heart, has been working on your heart and giving that to you and has softening your heart so you bring that. And he's not just talking about some mushy sort of love, but some real love where you care for other people. You deep down care. And a good way to, to think about this is how do you go about serving others? How do you go about serving other people? Do you do it out of duty? Or do you do it out of care and concern for them and wanting to help them? There's a slight difference for some people or a significant difference for others. One lady told me some years ago when I talked about this, she said, look, when, I go, when I'm serving people out of duty, I want to do it as quick as possible. I walk away often with resentment and if I don't get thanks, I'm not really keen to do it again. But when I'm serving people out of gentleness and love and peace and kindness, I serve them not wanting any feedback, not wanting any, any pats on the back or anything. Recognise that my service is something that God wants me to do to help people know his grace and know his love, regardless of how they respond. And that happens because Jesus has affected our heart. And lastly, when Jesus affects our heart, we live willingly to love God and to love others as much as we love ourselves. In other words, we live out the greatest commandment and that becomes our focus. When Jesus affects our heart, we no longer are the centre of our story or the focus of our story. We're no longer living just for ourselves, but we're living so we can love God and therefore we live so we love others, the other people around us. And that will affect our attitude to money. It will affect our attitude to time. It will affect our attitude to how we spend time with people. It will affect whether we will take the initiative to do things or whether we wait to be asked. 
It affects a whole range of things in our life. But it also affects how we talk about people, how we go about people. This week I was talking to our bishop over a number of situations and at least three times he says, um, let's put the best construction on this when we were talking about some difficult situations. And he was reminding us, reminding me that we can view stuff in a bad way, but out of love to God and out of love to other people, let's spend time putting the best construction and to work with people in a difficult situation. You see, life with Jesus involves us not just being taught. The Pharisees were concerned with taking stuff in, as much teaching as possible in, and getting everything right. In fact, the book of Leviticus was, they could probably know that off the back of their hand and could recite that easily. That's where their focus was. It was all about, could they recite things? And I remember a few years, when I, I remember when I first applied to seminary to be a pastor, I had to have an interview with what was the president of the church, and we now call the bishop. And he said to me, what I want you to do is tell me how much you know of the small catechism. Well, it had been some years since I'd opened that small catechism on a regular basis. And I said, oh, I can tell you um, the outline, but I won't be able to recite it word for word. And he goes, I don't want you to know it word for word. I want to see if you know it, know it in your heart. You know what it actually means and how to live it out. You see, a life with Jesus is not just about taking stuff in and reciting words back out exactly how they are. But it's about allowing those teachings from Jesus to change us, to change our heart and to change our attitude. And this, for all of us, is an ongoing thing. It never stops. And when Jesus changes our heart and changes our attitude, this will affect not only what we say and what we do, but also how we say it and how we do it. Which will result in people seeing Jesus' love through you. A number of years ago, I was talking to um, an older Christian couple. And I said, ah, you have a wonderful... They just look like they had this joy in their life and a wonderful Christian life. And I made some comment along those lines. You you look like you have a, a great Christian life. And their response was, or his response, the husband's response was, I haven't always been this way. In fact, my wife has always been the Christian, but I wasn't too keen on this Christian business. I thought it was for, for wimpy people. However, something happened. I started listening to Jesus and started taking notice. And he said, for many years I resisted. I thought, ah, oh, it's just all love, it's all airy-fairy love stuff. But I started to take notice of the Bible. I started to read the Bible and think about how does this apply to life? And maybe, what if this is true? And he said, I changed. It changed my whole attitude. It changed my attitude on how I saw people. It changed my attitude to church people. And it changed my attitude to when I saw people who were going through rough times or in need or even people who were difficult. I started to recognise that we all need Jesus and his love. And I also started to recognise the way Jesus works is through flawed people like me. And you could see he just has this amazing love and way of sharing the faith. And so I'd encourage you to think about that very situation for you. 
Where is God working on your heart? How is God helping you to share his love through what you say and do? And take notice of it. And when you slip up and fail like we all do, spend some time in confession, asking God to forgive you, recognising that Jesus has already done what's needed for you to be forgiven, but also ask for the Holy Spirit's help to help you by changing your heart, changing your attitude to the people around you. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for the wonderful gift of Jesus and for the how he continues to work on our hearts. Lord, may your Holy Spirit be with each of us. Heart, soften our hardened hearts so that instead of us thinking of ourselves, we think of others and we think of you. And we live lives sharing your grace and love, not just by what we say and do, but by how we say and do things. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen.